That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, February 25th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. The coronavirus is causing more publishers and developers to back away from shows like PAX and GDC. The fan-made Half-Life remake, Black Mesa, has a release date. There is a new unstoppable Pokemon champion who's only seven years old. And Shenmue 3 is doing okay, even if it doesn't have mass market appeal. Capcom, Kojima, and more change PAX and GDC plans due to coronavirus concerns. I spoke with former Game Informer senior news editor and current Kinda Funny Games co-host Imran Khan yesterday about how the coronavirus is affecting the game industry, and there is an update today. Capcom tweeted that it is changing its PAX plans, saying, Unfortunately, our guests from the Monster Hunter dev team will no longer be able to attend the event. We will no longer have an autograph session, but are still planning to share hashtag Iceborne News. Our sincere apologies for the inconvenience. And following that news, Christopher Dring at GamesIndustry.biz reported that PlayStation and Facebook both announced that they are pulling out of GDC due to coronavirus concerns. Dring writes, Facebook says that it is still planning to make announcements at GDC around its Oculus business, but will now do that via digital formats with video, online Q&As, and more. The firm says it is removing its booth footprint and advising all employees to refrain from traveling to the show. Kojima Productions is also backing out of GDC, writing from the official at KojiPro2015 underscore EN Twitter account. Kojima Productions has made the difficult decision to cancel our participation in the 2020 Game Developers Conference due to increasing concerns related to coronavirus. Although much anticipated, unfortunately, this cancellation also includes Hideo Kojima's session on the 19th and Eric Johnson's session on the 16th. It is disappointing that so many are pulling away from these conventions this year, especially for those who were planning on attending at great expense and were excited to attend specifically for creators like Kojima and Capcom to be there. But I also understand the concern and the desire to avoid the virus. Black Mesa, the fan-made Half-Life remake, is releasing in March. Black Mesa, a fan-made full remake of Valve's Half-Life, finally has a 1.0 release date. The game started development 14 years ago, and it was only partway through development that the game moved from passion project to actual profitable product, but the small team is finally ready to give it an official 1.0 release date, and that release date is March 5th. Adam Engels, owner of developer Crowbar Collective, the developer behind Black Mesa, shared a post about the release date and talked both about the struggle of working on the game for free for so long and how excited the team is for the game to finally be fully released. Though Engels was quick to add that the team fully plans on continuing to support and update the game after launch. Engels wrote in his post, 
Through luck, hard work, and maybe a bit of ignorance, we didn't shy away from our goal of bringing this game to completion. We are proud of what we built. We think this upcoming 1.0 release is the best, most polished, and most fun version of the game yet. The anticipation and excitement around our project is beyond flattering. Black Mesa is a video game, it is our video game, and it has its strengths and its flaws. As Leonardo da Vinci said, art is never finished, only abandoned, and while we plan to fully support this game after 1.0 with bug fixes and more, it will never be a perfect game. Black Mesa has been available in various pre-release forms over the years, as the team has kind of released the game in these giant chunks. I am eager to play and have been basically since the project was revealed 14 years ago, but I have been holding out for the final completed project. I want to play through it and experience the original Half-Life under this new lens as one cohesive experience. So I am really excited to finally check out this game on March 5th. Seven-year-old Simone Lim takes home the Pokemon Oceana International Juniors Championship. This is just a nice, wholesome story about young Pokemon competitor Simone Lim, who, during her first year competing and against an older 21-time regional champion, took home the win at the Pokemon Oceana International Juniors Championships. Brian Ashcraft for Kotaku reported on Simone Lim's win, writing, Lim seemed to come out of nowhere to claim her crown. This was her first year competing. She ranked top four in Malaysia regionals and at a Singapore special event, which would be impressive enough for most players. Rod Breslau, at Slasher on Twitter, who follows the wider esports scene very closely, tweeted, This morning, seven-year-old Simone Lim won a major Pokemon Junior Championship, beating out a field of older, more experienced kids, upsetting the tournament favorite champion number one seed in the final, and doing so with an incredible read to earn her the title. Esports is for everyone, Breslau says. Along with it becoming an impressive win for Lim, There are just a lot of great videos of her doing like post-match interviews and she's clutching this giant Eevee plush, which she kept with her while she was competing. Uh, She thanks her friends, her family, and her coach. And then uh, there's a video that you can find where the interviewer asks her if she has anything else to say and she just flatly says, nope, which is, it's just fantastic. So congratulations to Simone Lim, to both you and your Eevee. Shenmue 3 Investor says it's not a mass market product. I have a personal interest in the fate of the Shenmue series, and it's rare that we get any genuine insight into game sales in the game industry. Even monthly NPD numbers aren't comprehensive. So I think this admittedly small peek at how Shenmue 3 is doing is worth taking a look at. Okay, so Shenmue 3's development was kickstarted, and it was a big Kickstarter success. But it was published by Deep Silver, who is owned by THQ Nordic, whose co-founder and group CEO, Lars Wingefors, which, quick aside, is a private investment company based in Karlstad, Vermland, recently had this to say in an investor briefing, according to the Twitter account, at DarkDetectiveNL. I'm happy to see that the fans enjoy Shenmue 3, but it's also clear that Shenmue 3 is not a mass market product. So there you go. I realized that was a long walk to a short quote. Wingafors apparently followed up later in a live stream saying that financially the game is done fine, uh, even though it is a niche product. I have a weird relationship with Shenmue and that I don't I don't have nostalgia for the series. I played the first two games for the first time in the last few years with Andrew Reiner at Game Informer over the course of a big series of videos 
Then when Shenmue 3 released, I reviewed the game for IGN, so you can track down that review for my detailed thoughts. But overall, I was I was disappointed that the story didn't wrap up and it was never clear that there was going to be a fourth game. And even now, with this quote from Lars Wingafors, it still really seems up in the air. I I don't love playing Shenmue games, but I mean, I have invested so much at this point, I would like to see the story conclude. Hopefully it gets at least one more entry, you know, even if it's not a mass market product. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Here's what released today. Dota Underlords from Valve is no longer in early access today and is officially a released game on PC, Android, and iOS devices. Dota Underlords is an auto-battler, a genre that recently exploded in popularity thanks to a Dota mod called Dota Auto Chess. And yes, it is confusing that these aren't the same game. Dota Auto Chess was created by developer Drodo Studio, and Valve took notice and met with the studio in order to come up with a way to collaborate and, you know, capitalize on this new genre's popularity. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, if you really like Auto Chess and want as many Auto Chess games as you can possibly have, the two decided to independently develop separate games and make two competing Auto Chess games, both based uh, on the Dota universe. So Valve's in-house developed auto chess game Dota Underlords is out today after spending about eight months in early access. Mega Man Zero slash ZX Legacy Collection is out today for Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC for $29.99. I am ashamed to admit that I have not played much of the Mega Man Zero games. I played a fair bit of the ZX games, but as a huge fan of Mega Man X, like a sit and think about the lore of Mega Man X entirely too much kind of nerd, I have no excuse for not playing these games earlier. It's not that they're too hard, which they are. They're absolutely hard games. It's just that the layout of the levels always confused me, and I would get lost and frustrated early on and then just move on to something else every time I tried to give Mega Man Zero a shot. I've been playing this one a lot already, focusing on the first Mega Man Zero predominantly, and I have finally been able to make some real headway after a number of false starts over the years. This version of the game adds optional checkpoints, which makes the challenge much more digestible and and actually fun. 
I've still had to beat my head against the wall on certain bosses, but the checkpoints make it so that you're not like forced to replay these huge swaths of a level just so you can try the boss again. It lets you focus on the fun part, which is figuring out boss patterns and weapon weaknesses without having to do what feels like unnecessary grinding. It seems like a good package, and I'm glad to have all these games in one place. Capcom has been doing a good job with these kinds of collections, and the Zero slash ZX collection really seems to maintain that consistency. Rune Factory 4 Special for the Switch is out today for $39.99. Rune Factory 4 released on 3DS in 2014 and was generally well-liked. The Rune Factory series is notable for having the farming simulation of the Harvest Moon series, but with the addition of action combat. This version of the game, other than looking sharper than the original 3DS release, has new in-game cutscenes and the newlywed mode, which lets you play through a special story with your in-game spouse. Dragon Quest for the Stars is a free-to-play mobile game available for iOS and Android devices in North America today. The game has been a huge success in Japan, boasting more than 80 million downloads. It has characters designed by Dragon Ball designer Akira Toriyama, who has been designing characters for the Dragon Quest series since the first entry in 1986. You can design and customize your protagonist, play online with up to three other players, and the game apparently takes place on a globe that you can zoom in and out of to explore. I I downloaded it first thing this morning, but I haven't had a chance to dig into it yet. I maybe weirdly have played a lot of Dragon Quest spinoffs, like the Heroes and the Builders games, but I've never actually played a mainline entry. This is not a mainline entry. I think Dragon Quest for the Stars still counts as a spinoff, but I have a an odd relationship with that series. The fighting game Samurai Showdown is out today on Switch for $49.99. The latest entry in the revered fighting game series released on PS4, Xbox One, and for arcades last year, but today marks its launch on Switch. Sayonara Wild Hearts is out today for Xbox One, which is a very flashy and grossing musical game. It's one I reviewed for IGN if you want to go track down that review. Two Point Hospital is out today on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One for $39.99. The game has been out on PC for some time, and it's a spiritual successor to Theme Hospital from the people that made Theme Hospital. You run a hospital while healing people with goofy diseases. And finally, in terms of games that released today, today marks the release of a left-field surprise I never thought would exist with a new Space Channel 5 game for PlayStation VR called Space Channel 5 VR Kinda Funky News Flash! Exclamation point. As near as I can tell, this release is a VR-enhanced port of the original Dreamcast game. The game is planned for other VR platforms in the future, but today it's only on PSVR. This is not a game release, but it is interesting, and it's out today, or at least it's supposed to be out today, but yesterday, Overwatch co-director Jeff Kaplan did that thing he loves to do where he talks directly into a camera about updates coming to Overwatch and explained a planned experiment for Overwatch, an experimental card with a new mode called Triple Damage. Andrew Webster's at The Verge reported on the update, writing, It's called Triple Damage, and it changes the default team composition to three damage characters, two supports, and one lone tank. The standard composition following the introduction of Roll Queue is two players in each position. If nothing else, the mode should be a good time for Tracer fans. I'm um, I'm a middling Overwatch fan, but I, I like this approach to trying out new modes and team makeups. We've all been playing Overwatch for about four years now, and 
pessimistically, I don't really think Overwatch 2 is going to change the game in a radical way. So I like seeing these efforts from Blizzard that just kind of throw modes at the players and say, I don't know, tell us if this works. In his video, Kaplan carefully sets expectations and basically says that these modes might not work, but I, I don't know, I think that's fine. I'd rather the game try new, weird, bold things this way, and who knows, maybe it will land on some super exciting new permanent mode. That's it for the Gaming Ride Home podcast today. I have been playing Mega Man Zero on Switch mostly, which is a good game to play while using a stationary bike at the gym because I, I end up getting stuck on the same boss for a long time. And with the new save system, it's really easy to just attack a boss over and over and over, figuring out their patterns and then defeating them after scraping by with just a little bit of life. It's, it's a satisfying experience and the game holds up well. Please let me know if you have any corrections and what you think of the show at kyle at ridehome.info. You can email me there. You can also find me on Twitter at Kyle M. Hilliard. Send me some questions. I would love some prompts to talk about video game related things here. So if you got questions, send them to me via Twitter DM or you can email me. Thanks to Brian McCullough and James Welsh for everything related to the show. And thanks to Joe Moore, who made all the music for the Gaming Ride Home podcast. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.